I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. How are you, Seth? I'm really well, Tell. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Just chilling. It's um, been a couple of crazy busy weeks, actually. It's yeah. been good. It's been actually a really good week. Our Mother's Day campaign kicked off this week and it's been received really well. It was yeah. really, really nice to see that. Cute. And then, so what month is it? It's May. So with Tally Lou, we don't really have anything else coming up except for end of financial year sale, which is coming up. and In June. Yeah, in June, obviously. And then a few collections coming out in July. So leading up to that time, it's always crazy, but we're still recording. People um, will be bombarded with the new stuff, hey? It'll be like drop, drop, drop. Yeah, 100%, which is exciting. And yeah, that's about it. I feel like our lives at the moment is just work and sleeping and working out. <laughs> But that's all right. I was listening to something today and they're like, everything happens in seasons and in flows and sometimes you're going to be really, really, really busy. Yeah. And then other times it's a bit of time to take a step back and just do things for you. So I think we're in a bit of a busy, busy Yeah, but it's like busy, busy in different ways. Like you can be busy, busy in social, busy, busy in everything, but it's just weird times. Um, but that's, I feel like it's always like this. So coming towards the end of financial year is always a crazy time, especially if you run a business, um, you want to clear stock, you want to make money before the end of the year, like getting in all your photo shoots, whatever. Um, and a lot of people do run out of budgets at this end of the year. So, um, it can be a little bit hectic with business. And what else has been happening with you? What's been all the questions on the gram to you this week? Or Not much. Any, I've really? been quiet on you the gram. You have been a bit quiet. Yeah, because yeah. I've been busy. So I haven't really been on the – like I've been posting but just a little bit quiet. Um, the only thing that like – I mean I posted on the weekend. I was scrolling on TikTok and it's so funny because I post on TikTok and my reels and it's so funny how engagement on Instagram reels is next level. If on you, Instagram. Yeah. If you guys don't, um, I don't know if you're like an influencer or a content creator or whatever, you need to be utilizing reels because at the moment, Instagram prioritizes reels over anything else, mm. over stories, over posts, because basically Instagram don't want you to go to TikTok. So reels is essentially a TikTok video, really. So what Instagram do is like, it's just so much more. I don't think they've done anything with the algorithm for reels or something. There's something behind it and you get a way like a way better reach so if you're a brand and wanting to work with influencers or you're an influencer and want to grow your instagram i'd highly recommend to do three reels a week um can we take that on board for us too yeah we can yeah (laughs) but um i would recommend doing this is only something that i've learned recently three reels a week but also it can't be just like a random reel it has to be Mm. thought about it has to be engaging because the ones that are engaging are the ones that get views yeah um i've noticed on tallyloo we've just put up a couple of reels and they don't get much engagement so it needs to be really like 
informative, um, like maybe a workout. And saying that our most engaged reel isn't an informative one. It's a it's a someone jumping from pajamas no, to active. Hun- no, but that's that's a, like that's engaging. Yeah, because that's like whoa, that's crazy. That's yeah. an engaging, and it's only like seven seconds long or something. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if it's a random video of like just something, it's not really engaging. Like you have to think that if you're watching, and because I know this because I like. I do it. The only reels that I really watch is if I'm learning something about makeup or it's informative or it's like clever. Like I know people do those jumping transitions, but it's still clever. Yeah, right. Like, so it's engaging. So I posted something last week. I was on TikTok and I was just scrolling and it was like this sound. It was like, I saw another girl use it and it was like, um, what was the sound? show a video when you were the most sad and depressed or something like that and it really resonated with me and I was like fuck there's been so many times in my life where I've had a shit time might be going through something quite serious but you just have to show up in your day-to-day life and especially in the industry that I'm involved in and work in it's like you really just have to like show up and like it's like you're like a mask and um, I mean, I'm, I'm vulnerable around my friends, but there's a lot of people that you just like have to kind of put on a mask and just get on with stuff. And I posted a reel of that and it was like us at a wedding. And literally that like for two months of that wedding and before was like the shittest time I've had in my life for a long time. And I was like, fuck, it's so true. Like I look like I was having so much fun. Like I was having fun, but the shit that I was dealing with behind that, I was like, oh my God, this is so like... We shouldn't compare ourselves with other people on social media and we all know that, but I wanted to show that video to show like it's actually like you just don't know what people are going on behind closed doors and I had so many um, girls message me and like comment and stuff and was like, fuck, that's so true. Thank you so much for sharing. Like you're an amazing person for sharing whatever. I'm like, no, no, it's not me being an amazing person. I'm just trying to educate you guys that Instagram like – or what you see is not necessarily all real. Yeah. And it's funny you say that. Um, I was having a conversation with our good friend Taylor the other day and I was like, you know what, it just doesn't take much for people to be kind to everyone mm. because you never know what someone's going 100%, through. 100%, 100%. So um, I think for me, I posted that I think on Sunday and then I haven't really posted much after just because mm. busy but I was like, oh, that's something. Like I felt like I needed to share and post because I generally look like the happiest person in the world. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, if you guys had known like what, what was behind through. that, yeah. You'd be shocked. Yeah. Um, and I know a couple of girls um, were like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this as well and shared theirs. And I looked at their video. I was like, fuck, wow. Like, you look – like, for me, looking at you, like, you've got a husband, you've got a house, you've got kids. You're, like, in these videos having so much fun. But, fuck, you were dealing with something. Yeah. So that was um, just me being vulnerable. And it kind of made me realise that that's why I started my Instagram and I need to be sharing more of that stuff. hmm um, and that's about it. What's happened on the gram, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, speaking of reels and Instagram, TikTok, etc., etc., that is a perfect mm-hmm. segue for this week's guest who I would say a lot of their business success is attributed to a viral video on and TikTok. And finding a niche in the market. Yeah. So she basically said, wait, who are we introducing? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you throw that to yeah. me because you can't say her name. Mia Plekic. Yeah, love that. So basically what Mia was explaining is she is a problem solver, which yep. I think in business is so fucking clever. She was a problem solver. She wanted to make have a solution and then basically created a business and leveraged off 
What is her business? Oh, yeah, sorry. Her business is the Slick Stick, and basically it's a magic wand for your hair. Yep. That's how they explain it. And I've since, I've seen it advertised and I hadn't used it until we met Mia. And I've since used it two days in a row. And I can tell you fucking it's amazing. And it, it like brushes down the baby hairs and yeah, all that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't know why, but I've got really ridiculous baby hair growth at the moment. I've been taking mm. JS Health tablets, um, obviously creates new growth. And oh, it's the most frustrating thing if you're a female and understand. 100%. It's I reckon the worst. Two, two or three times a week you complain about these little fluffy Not hairs. only me, Taylor was complaining yeah. the other day. Lisa was complaining this morning. So literally she found a solution for a problem that we all have. Yeah. Um, and you were going back to TikTok. So um, what did she say to us about TikTok? She she posted a video and... In went, lockdown. In lockdown. And she launched this business basically in lockdown. It was December 2020. Yeah. And then she woke up and overnight she generated over $30,000 in sales from all over the world and then went to TikTok and realised it was from her one, video. Yeah, one of her videos yeah. went viral. So what we love about Mia and her TikTok is it's very vulnerable, real. Mm. It shows her like you know, packing orders at 2am in the morning, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just, I think it's good because it's a journey and it's a story yeah. and people who are on social media love that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us don't share a lot of our failures within business. And she, um, not that this business was a failure, but she's quite open and vocal about. This is her sixth business. Exactly. So, so she goes through all the other businesses and why she thinks this one's different. Yeah. And actually gives people tips and tricks of how they can make their business better too, which 100%. I really thought was a really nice thing. So one thing she did, she made 105K. She made that with three months with a discount code on TikTok, which yep. you guys will hear more about and how she did that. Bloody clever. And... She also goes through, you don't need a lot of money to launch a business. She launched this basically with $1,000. Yeah, which is crazy. So I think, you guys, if you find a niche in the market or you're a problem, problem solver and you yeah. want to find a solution, listen to this podcast because, um, yeah, me was amazing. Yeah, really and good bundle of energy. What I got out of it is, honestly, leverage all the social media channels. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. free advertising. 100%. But I also think, and what she said on the podcast, you have to stay in the game. Like, obviously, at the moment, TikTok yep. is generating a lot of sales. Instagram, we all still use, but there's always going to be something better. And yep. at the moment, that's TikTok. So something better, next? something new. There's, so what's yeah. next? Who knows? But you just have to be on top of the game and first in best dress. Like we thought Clubhouse for a little while, but I don't know how you really make sales on Clubhouse. Yeah, and I, I had to delete Clubhouse because it was driving me fucking bananas. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, a really, it was a really, really good episode and I really enjoyed it. And Mia is a legend. Yeah, so I hope you enjoy this conversation. And head to, uh, if you want to shop, theslickstick.com or is it yeah. .com.au? And what if they want to shop Tully Lou? At www.tullyloo.com.au. <laughs> um, and happy shopping. But, yeah, really love this podcast. And don't forget, guys, if you like listening to us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and maybe just leave, like, a cheeky comment would be amazing. A nice one. Five stars, please. Thank you. Ciao. Hi, Mia. Hello. How are you? I'm great. That's good. I'm excited. So we're actually in Port Melbourne at the moment, and yes. this is your HQ. It is. Yes. Yeah. But before we get into a little bit more, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into what HQ this is. Okay, great. So I started my, I guess, entrepreneurial journey when I was 22. I absolutely hate the word entrepreneur. Yes. I'm just going to put that on the table straight up, but I'm still yet to find another 
adjective for myself yeah. apart from crazy. <laughs> um, so I launched my first business at 22. I was clueless. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, mm-hmm. but I did know that working a nine to five for someone else, just the thought of it gave me major anxiety. It just doesn't suit my personality. I've always been very much a leader in the sense that I love creating new things and coming up with different ideas. And I've been like that throughout my whole childhood. So coming out of high school, I was very much pushed and persuaded into going to university and doing, you know, the what we're all supposed yep, to yeah. do mm-hmm. in quotation marks. Um, I did a year of uni. I hated it. I dropped out and it was kind of like, what next? Mm-hmm. What do I do? Um, and I mean, look, long story short, I could talk about my journey (laughs) for hours, but in a nutshell, I was scrolling through Instagram one night, um, and I saw that there was this teeth whitening product that had just kind of hit the market. And I can't even remember the name of the brand at the time, but I thought it was a really smart idea. Mm -hmm. And I purchased the product. I used it. It gave me great results. And it kind of gave me a bit of a light bulb moment where I was like, well, maybe I could kind of replicate this. I could, um, you know, manipulate it slightly, brand it differently, market Mm -hmm. it differently. And this is just at the very start of when Instagram influencers were becoming a trend and brands were using Instagram models to promote their products and hashtags were a huge thing Mm -hmm. back then. Now I need to emphasize that I literally had no experience. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had this deep burning desire to build my own success, be my own boss and, you know, have control of my financial freedom, which is such a cliche thing to say. But at 22, I just knew that I didn't want to work for anyone else basically. Mm, Um, So I ended up purchasing some stock from China. I started selling it through hashtags. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was literally just using using hashtag teeth whitening, hashtag, yeah, white teeth, pearly whites, blah, blah, blah. And I was generating some pretty serious sales just through hashtags. Holy shit. So that was kind of the start of my journey. And since then, I've launched several e-com businesses um, from juice companies to, you know, um, organic tampon companies to um, a couple of other teeth whitening companies. And now I'm here today, the founder of Slick Hair Company, Mm -hmm. um, which I launched in late 2019, just pre-COVID. Yeah, again, I'm really, one thing I'm great at and it's taken me a while to accept that I'm good at it, but it's finding a gap in the market mm, yeah. and finding a solution to an everyday problem. And, um, yeah, that's exactly what this business is all about. Yeah. How long between developing the product of Slick Hair to launch was there? It's so funny and I, I love telling this story. It was the least amount of effort, the least amount wow. of capital and the least amount of time really? yeah. compared to my other businesses um, because I was kind of, I was acting with urgency, you know, yeah. I had a falling out with a previous business partner, um, you know, revenue pretty much stopped there. I wasn't taking an income wage dividends or anything like yeah. that. So I was like, I need to make money. Yeah. I've got a mortgage to pay. Panic mode. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to find a new product. What's that going to be? Let's execute as quickly mm-hmm. as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. So from idea to execution, it was like two or three months. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really fast. Yeah. 
I mean, look, you look at our first prototype and our first concept and it's absolutely appalling. Yeah. Always, but yeah. I always live by that mantra. If you're not embarrassed by your first prototype, oh my God. you've launched way too late. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is so funny you say this because I had a friend. This is a little bit off topic but not to- – um, I had – I've had telly – we've had telly for eight years and my first ever product, the labelling, makes me feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my girlfriends, she sent me a photo of one of the first leggings with the label. I said, oh, my God, don't show me that. I'm so embarrassed. And she's like, oh, my God, don't be embarrassed. She said it was so funny. I read a quote the other day and it said something like, um, if you're not embarrassed by your first samples yeah, or your you've labeling and stuff. way too late. Yeah, or um, – Oh, what was it? You're something about you shouldn't be embarrassed because you've come this far. And I was like, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And I mean, I know people who, you know, want to start a business and it takes them three years to launch. It's like that ship has sailed. Yeah. Like yeah. You've got to hit it on I the head agree. now, especially if your product is kind of a trend based uh-huh. and you're trying to fill a gap in the market. You want to be that first person. Yeah. And the Slick Stick, which is our most famous product yep. within our range and the first product that we brought to market, um, you know, it's very clear that we are the first yep. of that product. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many um, imitations now, which, you know, it's inevitable it's going to happen, but you've got to be the leader. Yeah. You can't be the follower. And that was the same with the teeth whitening company. Uh-huh. We were one of the first in Australia to do do the product. Yeah. And um, I believe that's why we are so successful today. 100%. So what was your inspiration behind the slick hair stick? Um, so... As simple as I have the worst flyaway hairs in the world and I've always struggled to maintain them and I've always struggled to find a solution to Mm -hmm. do so. And I remember having a conversation with my um, hairdresser and I was like, what can I use? And she's like, you can use this Kevin Murphy hair wax. And I was like, great, it works, but I have to wash my hair at the end of every day because you leave that sticky, gluggy, hard, crunchy, oily. Crunchy, yeah. Right, like hairspray and toothbrush. Don't get me wrong, it works wonders. (laughs) But then you've got crunchy, stiff hair that you have to wash. And I'm the once a week hair washer. So for me, it was like a nightmare. I'd only Mm. want to use that if I was going to some, you know, special event that I'm happy to wash my hair at the end of the day. But for an everyday, you know, life, I was like, I don't want to wash my hair every day. Mm. So again, it was a solution to an existing product Mm -hmm. and it's a very simple solution. But if you can market it and brand it in the correct way, I mean, we can sell thousands and that's exactly what we've done. Yeah. So I want to just talk about the branding and stuff. Like it's super cute, super chic, super girly. Like you've done it so well. Did you do the branding yourself or do you get things that you can't do elsewhere or how did you do the branding? Yeah, so at the start it was all me. Okay. I did the branding, You've I created the it. logo, uh-huh. the colour concepts, yep. the um, the marketing, you know, Instagram, everything, packing orders. or Like I did everything. Yep. Um, now we have a graphic designer mm-hmm. and I've got a full-time marketing manager who works alongside me for everything in that regard. Um, but initially it was all me. Amazing. Yeah. 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 I think that's one of my strengths, branding and having the ability to visualise what my demographic want Mm -hmm. in a product and being so active on social media myself – I am my key market. I am my demographic. So what would I purchase? What would aesthetically please me and persuade me into purchasing Mm -hmm. a product? That makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's something too that's cute. You can have it in your bathroom. Like, you know, some products are like, oh, I don't want that showing, but it's very like You've got to make it Instagrammable and it sounds super cliche and simple, but it's the reality. true. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few articles about your success with TikTok, which just Mm -hmm. elevated the brand awareness. What was the brand awareness like prior to your TikTok video going viral? Yeah, so I think I posted – 
I think I was a consumer of TikTok for a while. Yeah. I loved watching it, scrolling yeah. through it, but the thought of actually getting on there and doing a dance was just so off my radar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I started to see that there were a few startups and small business owners were sharing the behind the scenes of their business journeys. And I thought, well, that's really cool because if I love watching it, mm. then what are like surely people are going to love watching me build this brand. Mm, yeah. So I was running this business out of my one-bedroom apartment at the time um, and, you know, we were growing, we were, we were getting some traction and mm. um, we started working with some big influencers that converted really well, so we were getting the orders there. So I thought, why not share a TikTok of mm. me packing the orders? And then, you know, a video would go viral and I'd be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then I remember one video I shared, I can't exactly remember what it was, I think it was kind of like a little transformation of my office space at home and I woke up the next morning and I had over like 30 grand of sales from all corners of the world. It was bizarre. Orders from Iceland, Finland, like Saudi Arabia, like all these corners of the world that you would never, you would never reach because we don't target these regions on our Facebook ads. This is organic free marketing. And I thought, wow, this is powerful. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I, my personal, I use it on my personal TikTok. Sorry. That's okay. We love that sound. My cha-ching on (laughs) Shopify. If anyone knows that Shopify sound, you have a business, you know. know. Um, So I, yeah, I, I was using my personal TikTok account because I felt like it came across more authentic. Mm. I wasn't trying to push and sell. Mm. I was just sharing. Mm -hmm. And as a byproduct to me sharing, people were intrigued and they were purchasing. Mm -hmm. So in my TikTok bio, I have used code TikTok for 10% off. Yes, And we've got over $150,000 in sales just from from that that code. code. Wow. And Which is crazy. What, does that just give them a discount? Yeah, it just gives them 10% yeah. off their order. Oh, my God, that's um, amazing. So just from them reading my bio yeah. and seeing that code, we've generated that revenue. But there's obviously going to be – there's so many more sales where people haven't seen that code. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I it's one thing I tell everyone that I know that has a business, you need to be leveraging off TikTok. Mm. It is We're such an incredible time. tool. Mm. And, I mean, it's the new social platform. You've yeah. got to be the leader. Back it's, like yeah. what I said before. It's funny because you, Sarah's got a niece um, who is on all – your Sienna's on, like, all social media platforms yeah. but doesn't use Instagram and That's interesting. Much, wow. But uses more TikTok and Snapchat. And yeah. we were like, okay – the younger generation are definitely going towards that. And it's so 100%. interesting. To, so you did that as start of lockdown. Yeah. Didn't you? During That's lockdown. Because we were growing so quickly. And I say we, I mean me. Yeah. I was growing so quickly. And because we were in the middle of stage four lockdown, I couldn't really go and get an office no, or anything like that because real estate agents mm. weren't working. And it was just, we couldn't move, yeah. basically. We were stuck. If you're home. from Melbourne, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so it was kind of like a waiting game of when this will end Mm. then I can kind of go out and take that next step to Mm -hmm. scale um but you know it just took over my house I had to kick out my couch like I literally had no sofa for about three months because I needed room for my Uh stock um but yeah TikTok, it's it's Amazing. an evolution, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We started with MySpace, yeah. True. then we started with like MSN, yeah. and then it went to Facebook, and then Instagram, True. TikTok, YouTube, and it's like you need to continually be 100%. the leader of that new social platform yeah. to make sure that you stay relevant. Yeah. Last year with that, would you say, overnight viral success, yeah. how did you go with stock on hand mm. as a business owner? Oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that is the hardest and part. Then, and fulfilling orders and then – um, reordering stock. Yeah. What was that like? Because there's a risk and reward when mm. people start up. 100%. Um, so I had to go on 
backward. I had yeah, to be completely you? honest yeah. with my, and I, I made a TikTok video about it. I, and, and it's kind of contradicting because I made a TikTok video about this success, which then brought more sales uh, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just had to be honest. I said, look, I can't send any more orders for another two weeks. I'm waiting for new stock to arrive. This is good though. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was a pretty good turnover. At the start, I was buying a white label product and I was labeling oh, it myself. So wow. I personally rolled 50,000 labels on 50,000 slick sticks by hand. Oh my God. Right. And then from there, as the business grew, we were able to go into full customization, yeah. which obviously required like a 50,000 minimum mm-hmm. order quantity. Um, so I don't do any of that now. But originally, yeah, I used to like fold every single box. I used to label what? every single slick stick. So that in itself took hours of time. And I I, God, I look back now, I was up till two, three, four in the morning just rolling slick sticks. It do was you, wild. That's fucking crazy. Do you think like looking back now, if we weren't, if COVID didn't happen, lockdown didn't happen, do you think you'd be as successful today? Good question. I haven't really thought about that. I don't know if I... Um, like I think owe my would. success to the lockdown or to TikTok. Yeah. But did I get on TikTok because we're in yeah, lockdown? That's yeah, that's what I mean. Who knows? Yeah. But like, I think for most e-com brands that TikTok, we, sorry, TikTok, um, lockdown was a, you know, as awful as it was. Yeah. I think a lot of e-com businesses really we thrive. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. everyone's sitting at home shopping, exactly. right? They're trying to get that instant gratifications of mm-hmm. buying things online and getting their deliveries. Parcels, so, so much fun. For I think us, I think it was a really great time. Yeah. But obviously for so many it wasn't. So, you know. Yeah. I think e-com Silver lining, very lucky. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And now you previously said that people, there's um, imitations yes. of mm-hmm. yours. How do you go with that? Um, look, It's something that I take with a grain of salt. I think that, you know, with every business, whether it's activewear Mm. or fashion or, um, you know, beauty products, the reality is none of us are innovators. Mm. None of us are reinventing the wheel. All we need to be is a leader of that industry. And that's what I've been saying since the start of this conversation is you just need to be the first Mm -hmm. because people will always leverage, they will always leech onto the first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I get... 50 inboxes on Instagram every day of someone that's following me saying, oh, I saw this brand, they're copying you, Mm. right? So I think it's important that, you know, you realise and understand that people know that you're the original. Yeah, I was going to say People want to support the original. They don't want to support the imitation. Um, And as long as you've got your legalities in place and Mm. you've got your trademarks, I mean, God, we send about five cease and desists a week. Do you actually? Yeah, Yeah, I've got a full-time trademark attorney who is constantly looking through the market and making sure that no one's imitating. Don't get me wrong, the product itself, it's not a painted product. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the first to say that. Yeah. But our brand, Slick Stick, mm-hmm. is trademarked and I own that trademark. Mm. So when someone comes along and calls themselves the the quick slick, oh. it's like you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are infringing my trademark yeah, yeah. that I paid a lot of money for and spent a lot of money on marketing. Like that's a no-no. Yeah. Yeah. But be original in your name at least. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it is what it is. You can't lose sleep over it because that's just the reality of being a business owner. It yeah. happens. I was scrolling through your website and looking at all the reviews. Mind you, you've got five stars, five stars, five stars. (laughs) How do you take negative feedback? I didn't see any negative feedback, but just Oh, no, there's definitely negative reviews on there. And how do you take it? Because I know from our point of view, I'm so bad at taking negative feedback. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. But I feel like it's more personal. It's so stupid. It's a stupid thing. But Um, how do you take it? I think... 
at the start of my business journey, I probably would have taken it more mm. personally. And I used to be so much more emotionally invested yeah. in my businesses. Now it's just transactional. Yep. Um, I look at this business as much as I love it. And I absolutely love coming to work every day. If something goes wrong tomorrow, it's a business. It's, it's, mm-hmm. these things happen. Um, the reality is, I mean, look, there's going to be someone out there who buys an Hermes Birkin and they don't like it. True. Like you cannot please everyone. Yeah. There's yeah. always going to be someone who has a negative mm-hmm. view, but I think it's important to focus on the positive and the fact is that we have 99.9% so five-star view- reviews. We might have 1% mm-hmm. that are negative and let's just focus on the positive. Mm. That's the reality, right? It's true. You can't lose sleep over a I negative know. review. With the, with the rapid growth and you working by yourself, do you have any business mentors or anyone you lean on or look up to when uh, going don't. through the next phases? No, really? and I wish I did. Yeah. Um, I find that I'm that mentor to a lot of other people, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't really have anyone that I look up to and aspire. I do that I follow and yeah. I whatnot, but not someone that I can just Call. pick up the phone yeah, and say, right. hey, like, can I have some support on this? Mm. Um, I definitely have a lot of my whole friendship circle are very successful business owners. So yep. in that regard, I've got a lot of friends, mm. but at the same time, you don't really catch up with your friends and want to talk business. Mm. Um, but most people in my circle are very successful. Yep. Um, but no, I don't have a mentor per se. Yeah. Say s- scaling internationally, which you've yeah. just done. Yeah. Are you like, do you ever feel overwhelmed? You're like, every day. Yeah, mm. right. Okay. Like, I cry at least once a week in this yeah, office. 100%. I just want to throw the keyboard out the window. And yeah. just, I just don't get it. Like yeah. I just don't get it. And I don't have a background in wholesale management, mm. in integrations, in all this shit that is just so over my head. I just want to mm. run a business and be the creative of the business and co- product development mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is you've got to learn this stuff. So we've just signed with Priceline, which is really exciting. That. Yeah. So, I mean, perfect example of that is, you know, the API head of the category buyer, she will email me like 20 contracts and she's like, do, fill all these in, send them back to me. And oh, that's it's like, so overwhelming. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. What is this rebate, this percentage, this, this, this? I don't know. Yeah. So it, in that regard, it's so overwhelming because yeah. it's, I'm like a, I'm a fish out of water. Yeah. <laughs> so that really overwhelms me. Um but apart from that, I think I just take each day as it comes. Mm. I used to think that I wasn't great at managing people and I was always mm. so terrified of having a team. But the reality is that the team that I had on my first business wasn't a great one. So it's kind of yeah. put a negative stigma on it. But mm-hmm. now I have such an amazing team around me that it's just so effort- effortless and organic. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just grow and you learn and you evolve as time goes on. You talk about a team. So you've got three full-time staff now? Yes, so including myself. So okay. two two full-timers. Yeah. Okay, so for art, like hiring staff, frightens the fuck out of yeah, me same. because we're control freaks so we tend to just do it ourselves how did you go about doing that were you just like I hate to say it but it was so easy was it and it's funny because everyone's always said if you own a business the hardest thing is staff mm. and I was like surely not mm. surely it's not that hard to hire someone but you know it's apparently it's terrifying and it's really difficult but I basically just put something out on Instagram oh you did Georgia followed me on TikTok that's oh, wow. how she found Cute. me and Emily was a follower of mine on Instagram on Instagram. So when I did a call like out for it, they were literally both the first people to send me their resumes and I, I brought them both in for an interview and I loved them both. And yeah. yeah, we are like sisters. We get along yeah. so well. We have so much fun in the office. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, blasting Spice Girls at 9am <laughs> and dancing around, we just have so much fun. We, I love It doesn't that. feel like work. Yeah. When, when hiring, what role first do you want to look at? The yeah. one that you're the weakest at or 
Um, no, because I'm too controlling. Mm-hmm. I don't like to gal- delegate. Mm-hmm. I don't like to Same. offload my roles because mm-hmm. I am such a control freak. I want to be in, in control of everything. But the reality is if you want to scale your business, you cannot wear every single hat. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to learn that. But the first role I filled was Georgia. So she was my queen packer. We call Love. her. Um, Georgia came with me when we moved, when I moved out of my apartment, as in the business out of the apartment. We got a small storage shed down in South Melbourne. Oh, yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. And, uh-huh. and we started fulfilling all the orders out of the storage shed and we just grew so quickly. Then we moved to a, a shop front here on Bay Street. Um, again, outgrew it in three months. And now we're here um, and I'm hoping we can stay here for a little while, but the reality is we're outgrowing it already. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think we need a warehouse. That's the reality. Yeah. So we you need to hold all the stock here. We do. Oh, that's we do. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And because the slick stick is so small, we can yeah, we can store thousands of mm. them, but we have new products launching. We've just launched our scrunchies. We've launched, um, we're about to launch our new product mm-hmm. in August, which we've been developing for over 12 months and that's bigger. So we're going to need more space. But again, you just got to yeah. take it as it comes. Yeah. It's but yeah, a- no, the first role was Queen Packer. Yeah. She helped me pack all my orders. Um, and then from there, I was like, I need someone who specializes in marketing mm. who can help me with that side of stuff, like EDMs and um, managing all the socials mm-hmm. and influencers, which is a full time job in itself. Yeah. Um, and that's when Emily joined the team. Oh nice. my God, cute. Yeah. Cute. I hope you stay here because it's really like it's, it's such, such a cute an, It's got really nice it? feel to it. Yeah. Well, it used to be a house and then they converted it into commercial. So, oh. yeah, there's a little kitchen out the back, there's a bathroom Perfect. out the back. So, we can literally live here. Yeah. And we do, we feel at home here. Even yesterday, yeah. it was like, oh, you know, where's this? I said, oh, it's in the bedroom. And I was like, wow, I'm in the front <laughs> office because it does. It feels like home yeah, here. Yeah, it's so yeah, cute. It is cute. So, you say you're working on another product. Yeah. Is it beauty related? It's hair related. hair related. I was going yeah. to say, are you sticking with the hair field? Uh, I think, I mean, with the brand name Slick Hair Company, yeah. we kind of have, yeah, to. You have to. And stick. I feel like beauty in terms of skincare, cosmetics, yeah. it's really saturated, done. It's yeah. saturated. Again, mm. I like to try and be a bit of a leader. All my products to date with other brands have been very much trend-based products. Yeah. So they didn't have a huge lifeline, like timeline on them um, or a lifespan, sorry. So, yeah. you know, for instance, the teeth whitening, I kind of about 18 months, two years, it was kind of like, oh, people are finding the next trend. Mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. thing. So um, for me, I thought that the Slick Stick was going to be a trend-based product, but then I realised very quickly that it wasn't. Mm. So that's when we rebranded from Slick Sticks to Slick Hair Company. Ah, right. So we have that room to, you know, product diversify, development and diversify yeah. our product yeah. range. Um, and, yeah, I very soon realised that people were reordering and reordering and reordering. That's good. And we were getting so many wholesale inquiries of people wanting to stock it in their hair salons or their boutiques mm. or pharmacies, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I was like, okay, cool, let's diversify and let's expand this product line. Yeah. Have you oh. learned a lot about the hair category lately? Um it's funny, isn't it? Every time I say, oh, yeah, I own Slick Stick, people yeah. are like, oh, you a hairdresser by yeah. trade? It's like I have no interest in hair <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. You're a problem solver, I I'm saw. A problem, I'm yeah. a problem solver. That's yeah. honestly all I am. I find an existing product and rather than whinging about it, I find a solution. Yeah. And that's all it is. So, no, I haven't learned anything more about hair. <laughs> hair. I weirdly, I don't know, it might sound a bit too up front, but I have no interest in no, hair. No, I think it's, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go get, you know, do a course in hairdressing. I just love branding, creating products, yeah. which is why I've gone from teeth whitening to tampons to hair. God knows what I'll do yeah. next. Yeah. So you spoke about wholesaling before. Mm. Who would your dream, I love asking this question, who would your yeah. dream wholesaler be internationally S- and in yeah. Australia? CBS. Oh, yeah, amazing. Would be the biggest one. Love or Alter. CBS. Alter. Oh. 
We will get into amazing. What's yeah. Ulta? Ulta is like kind of like a Sephora, but not really. Yeah, they like sell in, all, in America. Yeah, in America. Yeah. yeah. So uh, like Kylie Skin and uh, yeah. um, KKW, they're all in yeah. Ulta. I've taken you there before, but she wouldn't remember. Not into that shit. Uh, overseas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be the dream. And we'll yeah. get there. I have yeah. absolutely no, like I don't question you it will, at all. You 100%. We'll get there. And the dream was Priceline and we've just landed that, amazing. which is amazing. And we're starting to now get like large supermarket chains contacting me in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, it's just kind of like a ripple effect mm-hmm. now. Once you get into one, they hear about it. Yeah. And then they just, you just got to, yeah. it's like a snowball effect. Do you have your own fa- factory now manufacturing all Yeah, the time? we do. Yeah, in Australia or no, China? They're in China. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we work closely with them. We've recently changed factories because mm-hmm. we were unhappy with a couple of things, which again, it's all yeah, learning it's and hard. teething pains and all that sort of stuff that's just you mm. know, behind the scenes stuff that you can't really share. I'm the type of person I'm way too open mm. and I love to share everything. Um, because I'm very vulnerable. I love to share the – I like to share my failures more than my successes yeah, because I know how much it resonates with people mm-hmm. because I know when I started my first business there was no one sharing the mm-hmm. the negative side of business and I wish I had someone to be like, oh, cool, okay, it's not just me. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your biggest failures then? In this business or in all in, businesses? In, so far oh, in business. God, there's so many. <laughs> there's more failures than there are successes, <laughs> mm, yep. I'll tell you that much. I um, think that's normal for a business owner, though. Oh, yeah. I just 100%. read the Samantha Wills book. Have you read that? No, I haven't. You would, if, as a business owner, you'd fucking love it. Like, she talks a lot about failures and stuff. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to write a book. That's yeah. on my radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. I'd love to share because, again, I've way more failures yeah. than successes. I think what I've struggled with the most is partnerships. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've really struggled with business partners in the past and I it took me a while to learn that just don't go into business with a partner if you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Unless you've got everything and you they are the perfect person, but the reality it's so hard. It is Nine hard. Nine times out of ten it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And the reality is as well. I mean, this is my sixth product-based business and it's the only one that I've ever done on my own and it's the one most that's successful. most successful yeah, tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. So I can only accredit that to my own knowledge of what I'm doing, my decision-making. Yeah, and I yeah. guess my experience because I've done it a few times mm-hmm. now. Um, but I'm also now starting to invest you know, equity and a small other, some other businesses and mm, startups, mm. which is a bit different. You kind of more sit on the board and you advise mm-hmm. as opposed to being involved hands-on every day. That sort of partnership definitely works, but working two directors under the same roof every day, just, it just, mm. I don't, and you guys are partners, like, does it work? Do you guys? For us, it's funny if you're saying that, cause I'm like, I agree with everything you're saying, but for us, it's really weird. Cause we have this weird relationship. It's like, kind of like a sister relationship it just kind of works mm, like I which, hear and you're about, so lucky yeah and so lucky we hear about stories all the time with business partners and like I'm like oh fuck that's never actually happened to us like yeah. we of do course dis- you have your disagreement oh, stuff. you clash yeah. heads with decision making but there's no like stealing money out no, of the no, house no. Like, we disagree like, all the shit. time but like there'd be no way that Sarah would do anything dodgy and I'd never do anything yeah. dodgy I so hear in way that way, too many horrible so stories of new startups where the business partner's just gone rogue and yeah, we've no. drawn all the money and then just pissed yeah, off yeah I've heard that yeah. too no that would never happen but we do have disagreements and I think that's normal of course yeah. it's like a relationship right yeah, 100%. if you didn't argue with your partner there's something wrong yeah 100% um, but there's like arguing and disagreeing every now and then and then there's just stealing like dodgy yeah yeah, yeah. It's true um I have a personal question with mm-hmm. business and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to with this company 
Did you raise all the capital yourself? Yeah. Or did, okay. Yeah. I yeah, started right. this business wow. with like a thousand bucks. No way. I was broke as anything Fuck, when I started this business. A thousand dollars. Yeah. I started really, really small. Yeah. Because people would probably look at it and be like, oh, she's probably I think that's had a lot of yeah. money to launch it. But people no, can start again, businesses. I just started really small. Yeah. I'm the first to say you do not need to do no. a round of capital raise yeah. or anything yeah. like that. You can start very small. Mm. Generally, it would mean that your product is white label and you are quite embarrassed by your first prototype. Like, what I said earlier, mm. but you can start very small. For people small. who don't know what white label is. Yeah, so white label in, I guess, simple terms is you buying a product that's already manufactured, it's got no label or mm. branding on it, and you put that branding mm-hmm. on yourself. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go through the formulation process. Yep. You don't have to create a mould for the packaging. You can just buy this product basically off the shelf, mm-hmm. sort of, and you put your own and hence why you were on it. folding the boxes, sticking yep. the stickers on. Yeah, yourself. because yeah. that again to buy a white label product with no branding, your minimum order quantity is next to nothing, yeah. Yeah. right? But as soon as I started fully customizing the bottle, that's when it becomes mm. really minimum water quantity is a lot yeah. higher and you've got way more um, capital that you've got to invest into that. But, yeah, I was buying like 100 slick sticks at a time at the start, putting the labels on. Wow, they're selling really quick. I'll buy a 1,000, mm. still putting the labels on. And then I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to get a box now. And then I got the box and it's just yeah. evolved. We I have like 10 cool. different prototypes of the slick stick in just Dude. a year and a half. Yeah, wow. Different label changes or we wanted to put this on there and I didn't like the colours at the start yeah then we're like we need to be more basic like pink works yeah. let's just be simple yeah there's like a full evolution I'll show you them we've got a yeah. little archive amazing yeah. that's yeah. cool hmm. I think that's probably why you are have been so successful in this business is because I feel like you didn't have expectations yeah Did you? Uh, I always have expectations but at the same time, I expect to fail because yeah. I've failed so many yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my expectations are that this isn't going to work. So yeah. when it does start to work, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't <sighs> expect this. Mm. Um, but I don't put, like, success expectations yeah. on myself because, like, the chances and it's so depressing. But I say it to people. I'm like, as long as you – if you want to start a business, as long as you expect to fail, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the reality is what is it, like, one in – 10 businesses succeed and by succeed I mean profitable and even then, you know, you can be profitable and still struggle. Yeah, true. There's so many different elements. When you started, what was your marketing plan? Oh, God, I didn't really have one. It was more just let's get this product onto onto Instagram, let's get the right people promoting the Mm. product and using the product and sharing the product. Um, Did you have to ever have to pay for people to do that? At the start? At the start I was doing more micro-influences yeah. because, again, you can do a contra deal, you don't have to pay them, mm-hmm. um, product for for share, which which worked. Um, and then we started using a couple of bigger names that well, there was a bit of an investment involved mm-hmm. and I was a bit, you know, I was nervous, but then they convert. Um, you know, we were, we're averaging like a five times return on investment Amazing. when it comes to influencers. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if we pay 10 grand for an influencer, we can expect to make 50 grand return. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at the moment now that we've grown we're a year and a half in um you know we've got like a 50 to 80k budget a month just for influencers that's amazing and then we're spending you know about a thousand dollars a day on facebook ads so Mm. our marketing budget is huge Mm. but we are marketing it correctly and getting our influencers to sell it correctly that we're getting the conversions. Mm. So it, it works out. And it's such a good price point. Like it's sta- cheap. Yeah. So yeah. for yeah. us, like to do that for activewear, it's hard because it like people are like, oh, should I spend $120 on leggings? Like they yeah. second guess it. With this, it's such an easy product to mm. put in your cart, check out, and you know yeah. you're going to buy it again. Yeah. Because it's a good product and yeah. it's easy. Yeah. I think you've done well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you actually have. 
again, it's something where I don't like to – I would never jump into, say, activewear personally. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been around for eight years. You're one, yeah. of, the, one of the originals for e-com mm-hmm. for sure. Um, for me, if I was to turn around tomorrow and say I want to start my own activewear brand, I feel like I'd be an absolute idiot. Because yeah, especially now. It's so saturated. It's, it's saturated. And you guys, there are people like you that are doing it so well, I don't think I could do it better. And yeah. unless I can do it better, I wouldn't mm. do it. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of people, you know, you get to that stage and everyone's like, I want to start an activewear brand oh, or a swim. Remember it was like swimwear? swimwear? Yeah. And I'm like, I always think, I'm like, I would never, like I say this to someone, someone said to me, oh, my cousin's thinking of starting activewear. I'm like, to be honest, I'm not saying this was going to be competition, but Good don't even, I'm like, I wouldn't even bother. Yeah. Unless it's maybe plus size or something that Your hasn't point really of been done yeah. properly. 100%. Yeah. But I'm like, oof. It's a tricky yeah, one. Yeah. It? it is. Yeah. That's why I'm Very. constantly trying to find new products and new niches and new opportunities. Mm. I used to, I mean, because obviously because of COVID, I haven't really been able to go anywhere, but um, I used to go to China like twice a year. I'd go mm. to their Canton fairs. I'd oh, go to, yeah. I'd fly into Hong Kong on my own. I'd I go to China for a week by myself. It was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, it is fun. And I'd go to these massive Canton fairs and I would just walk around for days and just Meat factories, out. new innovations, wow. new products. It's so fascinating. Yeah. It is the coolest thing to experience, yeah. especially by yourself because you just take your time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I remember when I went to um, uh, Cosmoprof. It's like a cosmetic beauty exhibition in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And they also do one in Bologna in Italy every oh, wow. year. Um, and I went to this one in Hong Kong and this was probably like five or six years ago and they had just – created the magnetic eyelash oh i still can't use that and i looked at it going that is the stupidest thing i've ever seen in my life that is never gonna sell boy was i wrong yeah so i mean i would have been one of the first people to see that new innovation and had i have leveraged that who knows i could have had a really successful magnetic eyelash company yeah so you've got to have an open mind when you go to these things you've got to look at a product and go yeah that's weird but how could I market that? Mm. How could I brand that? How could I make that appealing to the everyday person? Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. That's all we're doing. Yeah. That's all Can we're doing. Can you see anything at the moment that's trend-based that you would potentially start or see um, a trend? Not really, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I haven't really seen anything that has made me have that gut feeling yeah. where I'm like, oh, I've got to do that, yeah. like I got with the slick stick. Yeah. Um, but there have been a few things that I have seen on the market that mm. I'm too late to. I thought, wow, that's really clever. Mm. But I can't think of anything at the top of my head. But, yeah, I mean, every day there's something new on Instagram. Yeah, 100%. We travel a lot to LA and, like, in the food and beverage sector. Yeah. We're always like, fuck, this is not in Australia. Let's do yeah. it. Um, for example, poke bowls. Right. Before poke bowls yep. were in Australia. Alcohol kombucha. Com- yeah, exactly. Yep. There was, Genius. We were, like, we were like, what the fuck? Why is there no poke bowl places? Let's open one. And then we didn't do it. And then like one year later, like yeah, they're everywhere. everywhere. Mm. So we're like, we do that You've when we just, go to the And this is the thing. I've said all the time, you don't need to be an innovator. No. I've never invented anything. I could not be bothered. Mm. But it's a lot of work. But you can find one concept and another concept. You can mold them together. Mm. Like alcohol kombucha yeah, I mean kombucha has been around for thousands of years yeah. right it only just became trendy in yeah. the last five yeah but alcohol's also been around so whoever was so genius think oh let's mix alcohol with kombucha mm. and make a alcoholic healthy healthy, healthy alternative, alternative. Yeah. Like, it's genius yeah. it is. it's so smart mm. 
um, like poke bowls, you know, yeah. like it's an inside out sushi. Like it's, it's genius. Yeah. So clever. You've just got to open your mind and be open to inspiration and ideas because mm. every single day we are consumers. We see products and new things on the market and we go, wow, that's really cool. Mm. I'm going to buy it. Oh, my God, that's really cool. I want that. Mm. But you've got to like switch your mentality and be like, not, I don't think of it as a consumer's perspective. Think of it from a business owner's perspective and go, wow, that's really smart. Yeah. What could I do to that idea to manipulate it and change it slightly to make it better? Mm. And how could I market it differently yeah. to build my own success from it? Yeah. It's just a copycat system and the best <laughs> copycat is. wins. Yeah. Do you it's think all it people are, are aware of all the marketing and I don't want to say brainwashing, but that goes on on social media? It's funny. We get a couple of DMs every now and then from saying, your ads are everywhere. Can you stop? Like, I don't understand yeah, the, the pixel yeah. and everything that's following them. She's like, every time I go onto Google, your oh ad God, is there. Oh. Every time I go on, she goes, I was shopping on Coles online the other day and your ad was on the page. Like, can you stop following me? So some people don't understand yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, you know, like. Did you say just buy it? Then yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then it still follows you <laughs> yeah. for a set period of yeah, time. Yeah, true. It, yeah. It drives me. It even follows me sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I go on the website like and check Daily it out. Mail and it's like yeah. up everywhere. Yeah. Look, that's just the reality of e-com now. And I think, you know, our consumers are becoming so much more accustomed to being blinded by mm. these ads, which is why, you know, five years ago when I had pearly whites, it was like six touch points for a consumer to commit to purchasing. So they'd need oh, to wow. see your brand yeah. six times before they commit to buying. Now in 2021, it's 16. Wow. 16. It's 16. Yep. So someone needs to see your ad, see an influencer, see it in a shop, see it in their friend's bathroom, wow. you know, 16 times before they go, okay, I'm going to buy the product. So we're now having to spend so much yeah. more. Our acquisition costs are so much higher, yeah. you know, and that's just the reality. Mm. Um, and God knows what in the next five years it's it probably going to be triple. So we need to innovate and Yeah, change. I was just about to say with there's changes coming in now with the new iPhone update. update. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for people who don't know, it's, mm. You can opt out of tracking. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for us as a business too, we're like, oh shit! All right, yeah, how do it's we? It's huge. Pick, yeah, it's what, a massive, massive um, spanner in the works. Yeah, for us. yeah. But the reality is, yes, it's happened. How many people actually know about it? True. And how many people are actually going to go on the back end of their phone and figure out how to turn it off? Mm. I, I don't even I think don't, I would. I, don't think I, I definitely no. wouldn't because I love seeing ads. Yeah, personally. same. But most people wouldn't even know that this new it's iOS true. update. Mm. And even if they read an article, they wouldn't even know what it meant. So I don't think it's a huge deal. I think it was just more that Apple wanted to give people the, the option, option yep. that they can turn it off. It's like a privacy act. Yeah, yeah right. I don't think people. Would but turn I it off. don't think. I mean, it launched. I think about a week ago. Yeah. We haven't seen a decline mm. in our ads or our conversion rates. Um, but again, you've just got Same. to pivot, don't yeah. you? If yeah. it if it does affect us, we'll have to think of something else. Yeah. yeah. It's just a constant, oh no, constant evolution. Yeah, evolution. It really is. I want to ask a question. If yeah. you look now at your business, mm -hmm. what is what are you most proud of? I think I'm most proud of my persistence. Mm -hmm. I think most people would have quit by now mm -hmm. yep. for the amount of times I've fallen gotten back up, yeah. brushed myself off and moved forward. Um, you know, for me, I feel like it's inevitable that this business is successful because, and again, it sounds so cliche, but if you don't quit, 
you can never fail. Mm-hmm. You just keep going and start something new. If it doesn't work, start something new. And eventually you're going to find something that works. Yeah. So it's taken me six rounds to get to where <laughs> I am today. It's, I feel like it's like a boxing match. Yeah. It's like six rounds in the ring. And you're still standing. Yeah. And I'm still standing. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm most proud about. It's not the money that's in the bank. It's not the sales that we're getting every day. It's just the fact that I'm still standing mm. and I'm still getting out of bed every day so excited. Yeah. To get to good. work. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still, you're only 29, right? Yeah. 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 All before 30. Fucking happy. <sighs> I know. I feel 100. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know, I, I really do. That's, yeah. We had that conversation last night. Tal was like, some days I just wish I did a yeah. nine to five job. Yeah. Uh, I wake up, like, and I love what we do. I just like, sometimes this is the uncertainty of like, yeah. Something would happen tomorrow. And it's like we call it the roller coaster of business. One day you're on a high, next day something happens and you're like, whoa. And I'm like, fuck, I would love to just work for someone else that they can deal with the problems. (laughs) I know. But then I look back and I'm like, we're the certain, we're a certain type of person that actually thrives off problems. I don't know if you're like that, I'm but exactly I thrive like that. as much as it stresses I me out. I love confrontation. I, oh, I, don't, <laughs> like, I don't like confrontation. No, but, but not, not necessarily confrontation in the sense of like arguing, but yeah. like if a problem hits my table, I'm like I'm ready to yeah. go to war with yeah. it, like a cease it, and desist. Yeah. You know? As much yeah. as it stresses you out and it does give you stress, but like I just think we're all that kind of type of personality that we can thrive off it. Yeah. But sometimes, oh, I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I'd I rather work. But if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? Yeah, true. How many people go, oh, I'd love to own my own business. I yeah. just can't bother. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hundred percent. It's that fear thing. But yeah. people also don't realize that, yeah, we can take a, like a long lunch or something, but like you were, you're packing boxes yeah, till 2 a.m. Yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's but, a bit of, there's an element of freedom, but there's yeah. a lot of sacrifice to get that Definitely. hundred yeah. percent. I think that's wild. And mm. what advice would you have? Cause I love this question too. What advice would you give someone that is wanting to start a business? Look, I would always say, and I do always say, just start. Yeah. Don't sit back and dwell and plan. I mean, I've never written a business plan in my life. Um, I'm the type of person, like, if I have an idea today, I'll start it tomorrow. I feel like I'm talking to your daughter. You know, and I I feel like that's not Uh by the book. That's not the right way of doing it. Yeah. But it works. Just fucking start. Yeah. And if you fail at the start, change something and do it differently. agree. If you're not happy with your initial packaging, who cares? Just get something out there. Mm. Change it as you go. Yeah. You don't need to invest all your life savings. You don't need to remortgage your house to start a business. Find a product that is low cost, has huge margins, Mm -hmm. that has small quantity, order quantities at the start and just execute it. Yeah. You can literally start a business for nothing these Mm -hmm. days. Did you start your own web? Did you do your own website? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just built a Shopify store. Yeah, Ah. right. Yeah. We would always, always say do trademarking as yeah, well. Yeah, trademarking well, as well. Okay, so that's a whole other story. Yes, you need to trademark. Mm-hmm. I've found yeah. myself in two legal battles with oh, really? trademarks. In China yeah. or in Australia? No, in Australia. Ah. So like, for instance, Pearly Whites, I didn't trademark at the start mm. and we had a bit of issues there. Yeah, yeah. it's Her stressful. organics, we also had some issues with the trademark. Um, that's why. But this one's This one. Good. But again, it's only 800 bucks to get a trademark. I know, but when you're starting up, it's like, oof, $800. Yeah, but no, I get that, but people think that it, ta- it costs 100 grand to start a business. It yeah. doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I think it's better off to spend, if anyone's listening, wants to start a business, 100% spend that $800 because if you don't, you'll end It'll up like us you and spending ass. and maybe you yeah. shitload of money on lawyers trying yeah. to fight something. Yeah, no, you're right. That you That's still very can't. good advice. Yeah. <laughs> trademark, <laughs> trademark, trademark, trademark. Because like our trademark here and, and also trade, trademark where you're manufacturing. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Hundred percent. Um, because that is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh yes. That's Story for off mic. Yes, oh, exactly. Lord. I mean, we've been quite open about it on the podcast yeah. before, oh, but no. yeah, it's stressful. Do you have any other questions? No, I just wanted to know what advice you'd give to someone else because I feel like there'd be a lot of people that follow you, like yeah. your success and like your failures, and would do be you thinking. Have an online program. I did. Yeah. I did. I do a lot of one-on-one consulting now. So yeah. people can I, sorry, reach I shouldn't say a lot. Yeah. I just do a handful mm, at yep. a time because it is really time consuming. Mm. Um, I don't publicly like announce yeah. that I do it, but I do get a few people who will inbox me and say, look, I've got this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of mentor me through mm. six weeks or so? Um, but it is something I'd love to relaunch in the near future yeah, yeah. I want to write a book of business tips yeah I want I to write a book be a great mentor yeah, for someone so who's yeah and out. share my knowledge mm-hmm. um kind of like the little book of business tips mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing so important. um and maybe have a course alongside that but again there's so many great e-com courses out there you know Greta does a great yeah, one yeah. with founder I was actually going to say you remind me of Greta a yeah, little bit yeah Greta is a good friend of mine yeah. we get along really well we're very similar again yeah, we, I we was do literally the same thinking thing. that halfway before so like, like in my head I'm like why would I do why I don't need to do it yeah. it's done yeah, yeah. It's, I don't need to capitalize on like I just she's doing it great so why would I yeah. even bother yeah but if I could do it differently and change it slightly, then yes. But mm. I haven't. No, I haven't mm. looked into that yet. I think a book's a good idea. Yeah, I'd like a book. Yeah, yeah, nice. Just to yeah. call myself an author. Yeah, no <laughs> other reason. Yeah. Just put that on the CV yeah, as yeah. well. Put that on the Instagram yeah, bio. Exactly. Author. Seriously. <laughs> do you have any other questions? No, I'm done. I I uh, I really enjoyed this chat. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, we always really love exciting. business chats and. It's good that you're very vulnerable which we love yeah i think it's so important yeah it's so important but yeah that's about it where can people find you on instagram um at mia plessic on instagram and tiktok okay yeah 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 okay you've got all five to get back on and where do they find slick stick um at slick hair co or slick hair company.com and when are you in priceline Gosh, guys, just go it's direct so to the website. Yeah, yeah. Go direct to the website. We should be on shelves in the next four weeks. Okay, cool. Okay. Hopefully. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.